Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Today we're starting a brand new series which is called Legacy. And so it's a series that we do uh, every year uh, in our church for a couple of reasons. Uh, One very practical reason is because around this time we share with you some uh, vision and plans that we have for uh, the next 12 months ahead. And so these are in terms of projects that we believe God has called us to as a church, projects that expand the vision of the church, that take us on to where God uh, has called us in the future that he has for us. And so I'll talk about those a little bit, uh, a little bit later uh, in the message and also what we've achieved over the last 12 months, which has been uh, quite remarkable and a great uh, place of celebration. Um, but it's important to remember, and what I want to do is circle back to um, our word for the year, as, as a church, so at the start of the year, we always, we always encourage people to seek God for uh, a word, a scripture, something that he places in their hearts for that year. It helps us keep our uh, focus and alignment because who knows, you know, lots of uh, gym memberships are started in January and then left dormant by about, I don't know, maybe the last week of Feb or, you know, what, whatever. But what, what a word for the year does is it helps to, to align and bring focus back so we don't just get stuck in the everyday of of the year, but we go, no, that's right. God spoke to me. God said this. There's something, something happened at, at the start. And so our word for the year as a church uh, is simply influence, that we believe that in 2022, it's a year for influence for us as a church, influence in the community, influence in seeing many people come and find the love and the grace of Jesus Christ, influence to see families restored, uh, lives changed, uh, influence to see young people find hope and dream big for the future that God has ahead of them. But in case we we hear that and think, oh wow, influence, it must be because I'm so good, it must be because, you know, uh, this is just great and this is sort of, you know, all all coming along. Um, There's this scripture that goes with it, which is from Zechariah chapter 4, verses 6. It says this, it says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And so we have influence because of the spirit of God in us, not our own abilities, not our own skills, not our own talents. We, we leverage those for God's kingdom to see the church grow and expand. But we're anchored to this truth that we are a steward not an owner. We're we're a vessel for God to use in his grand scheme of seeing his kingdom and his purpose come uh, into into the world, into the world that we're in. And And so the other reason that we look at this theme of legacy every year is because living a life of generosity, a life that looks beyond our own wants and needs and desires is really the heartbeat of the gospel. It's the heartbeat of who of who God is. You know, entrance into the kingdom of God is simply a a laying down of our own way to take up the way of Jesus. And we'll present that opportunity uh, again at the end of this message. And and, and we'll pray, Jesus, uh, I give you my life. You see, that's the the start of the journey with Christ. 
But then the continuation of that journey is Jesus leading us by his Holy Spirit to leave our ways and to take on his ways. John the Baptist said it like this in John chapter 3, verse 30. He says, he must increase, but I must decrease. And we can believe that or we can say that in our thinking. We can give that mental assent and go, yep, I believe. I believe that's true. I agree. Absolutely. You know, more of Jesus, less of me. But, but I find that has to be outworked somewhere practically in our lives. That can't just be, a, you know, 10,000 feet up in the air. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe that. That's got to come down and have the rubber hit the road where it actually makes a difference in our personal lives. James, in the book of James, the Bible says it like this. 226 he says for as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without works is dead also or or Paul in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared beforehand so that we may walk in them I might have memorized the wrong version but it's something it's something pretty pretty close to that so what legacy does is it gives us this practical framework and action, something we can get our teeth into, something we can put some work into our faith, some some good works that we believe God has already prepared for us. And so as as we're talking about legacy over this month or so, uh, I'm not really sure where this quote comes from, but we're going to use it. And probably by the end of the series, I'll claim it as my own. Just, 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 just letting you know. But, but, but this, this is what it is. Uh, it's, it's this. It says, "Legacy is less about what we leave for people and more about what we leave in people." Their legacy is less about what we leave for people, even though that's important. The Bible says to uh, store up an inheritance for your children's children. But it's, it's less about what we leave for people and more about what we leave in people. You know, we often think about a financial legacy that may have been left after someone passes away. You know, the house, car, boat, investment, businesses, whatever. But if all these material things are like what Jesus says in Matthew, temporary things of the world that moth and rust destroy, that thieves break in and steal, Um, then the true riches are obviously investing in the things of God into people's lives, that we leave a legacy in people, not just for people. And so along the Along the lines of that, of that theme, we're going to look quickly at an account from Scripture where a legacy was left in someone. So much so that this legacy gets written about again a long time later. So it occurs in the first book of the Bible, which is Genesis, and then it makes it all the way again to the 59th book of the Bible, which is the book of James, where this comes back again. And so it involves a, a father and son named Abraham and Isaac. You may know the story. If you don't, that's okay. I'll, I'll explain it to you. Abraham, he was a man who, who followed God. He made a few dodgy decisions along the way. Sounds like most of us, so that's always encouraging. Uh, But generally, Abraham trusted God. God had promised him a son, an heir through his wife, Sarah. And so Abraham had to wait a long time. Like I said, made a few dodgy decisions along the way, if you know the story. Um, But eventually, through God's miraculous moving Isaac, the promise was born. Then something really interesting happens, a little bit scary 
as well. In Genesis 22, verses 1 and 3, I'll read it for you to be on the screen behind me as well. It says this, it says, Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain. I will show you. Early, early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. Okay, so fairly crazy thing happening here. If this is your first time in church, please don't run for the door yet. Trust me, we're not talking about child sacrifice today. It's, it's okay, all right? Just stay, just stay with us for a little bit, okay? It's metaphorical, but let me, let me, let me explain. So this promise that Abraham had been believing for, but believing for a son from Sarah to, to have an heir to pass down uh, you know, the family name and, and, what, and what he had, um, God was testing him to see whether, where he would place his trust. Was it in the promise that he had received, or was it in the person God who brought this promise to pass? You see, sometimes the blessing of God falls on our lives, and if we're not careful, it can be our downfall. We see God bring a breakthrough, whether that's financially or relationally, or maybe a job opportunity or healing comes, and then we hang on so tight to what God has brought us that we forget it was actually Him who made the way originally. It was God who provided. And so this story with Abraham and Isaac, God is testing Abraham. He's quite clear, you know, from the start of that chapter, it's a test. And He's testing him to go, where are you going to place your trust, Abraham? In the promise that you see right in front of you? Or is there a greater faith and trust in something even bigger than that? Let's, we'll skip down a couple of verses to verse 6, Genesis 22. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? That was the, uh, that was the tradition of the time. And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place where, uh, which God had told him, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. He bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. And he said to him, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as the burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, The Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, In the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. You might be thinking, phew, thank goodness Abraham is pretty good at listening to the voice of God. You know, it's a, that, that, that was a close call then. And, you know, so as we think about this account in Scripture and this theme of legacy, and particularly that quote that I read before, 
the, the fact that legacy is more about what we leave in someone than what we leave uh, for someone. Uh, my, my brain goes straight away to, okay, you know, as a father, what did Abraham leave in his son Isaac? And on the first thinking and look at this, that could be easy to think, easy, childhood trauma. That's what Abraham left in, left in Isaac right there. You can imagine years later, you know, Isaac laying down of the ca- on the couch and the psychologist saying, you know, him saying, I've got all these mixed feelings, mixed emotions. I'm not sure what, you know, what's going on. And the psych's like, well, tell me about your childhood. And he's like, oh, well, there was this one time that my dad took me up a mountain, you know, with sticks and fire and, you know, and he nearly, but he heard from God. So it was, it was, it was okay. And I'm like, whoo, you know, all right, let's call CPFS, you know, all that, all that, all that sort of stuff, right? But but that might be the you know, modern uh, therapeutic interpretation of what might, have, what might have happened. And by the way, I'm not you know, uh, negating childhood trauma or anything, anything like that. I think as a parent, uh, you have to reconcile that you will send your kids to counselling. Um, we all will as parents. The, the, the goal is as little counselling as possible. Uh, I don't know about you, that's, gen- that's generally our goal. No one thinks that. Okay, great. All right, moving on. So... <laughs> Like, wow, don't want to be there, kids. Um, okay, but this act of Abraham putting his trust in God in this moment, it ripples with tremendous influence throughout the generations of Jewish history. In fact, Abraham becomes known as the father of faith. The Bible says this in Hebrews, which is way towards the end of the New Testament. Hebrews 11, verses 17 to 20. It says, By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau, that's his two sons, uh, concerning things to come. And so we see the Bible mentioning many, many years later, this legacy of faith placed from Abraham sorry, into Isaac and then continue through the generations. And then like I said before, we also find it in the book of James, so the 59th book of the, of the, of the Bible. And James uses Abraham, this act of Abraham, as an example of faith and works. And we read from this scripture, from this section right before, but, but here's a little bit of the context around it. This is James 2. Verses 21 says, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works faith was made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. So as we think about this whole idea about legacy and what we're leaving in people, here's my big two questions for you today. The first one is this, is do you have a trust in God as your provider? Do you have a trust in God as your provider? Easy to say, harder to wrestle with in life. Do you have a trust in God as your provider? And the second question is this, is how is that legacy of trust that you have 
How is that being left in someone? How's that being left in someone? Abraham maybe left a little bit of childhood trauma in Isaac, but also left this legacy of a trust in God, a legacy of a faithfulness in God that I will place my trust and my hope in God and I will believe His Word no matter what the situation looks like. I will trust in God. You see, Abraham acted in trust according to God's Word for his life. Now, I highly doubt... Um, and I'm going to say 100% doubt that God is speaking to you about doing the same thing that Abraham did. But I do believe that today and over this month of, of legacy, that God will be speaking to us all about how we can play a part, about how we can take a step, an action of faith that shows that we have a trust in God. Because it's all, it's all great to say yes I trust God to have, you know, I don't know, a placard on the wall of your home, you know, in this house we trust God or whatever. whatever. It's, it's all well and good to, to do all those things. But where the rubber hits the road is in our lives. And to, be, and to be really honest, and if you're here for the first time, we don't speak like this every week, so don't freak out. But there's, there's something about finances that just, that just does something with our trust in God. There's just something about it. We know we exchange our life, our time, our skills, our talents for it. But there's something about placing a trust in God when it comes to money that does such a deep work of the heart. Because why is it such a challenge to us? And I'm speaking to myself as well. It's because there's something about it that God wants to unlock for our lives. You see, I honestly believe that as we take these steps of trust in God, that it's going to leave a mark and a legacy into future generations. It does this by our areas of giving, which I'll talk about in a few moments, but it also does this by our influence of others who are, who are close around us. For many of us, that'll be our families and our children, but for others, it may be the influence that you have with, uh, with friends, with work colleagues, with those that are in your social circle, but you always influence out of who you are. Not, not, just, not just what you say. Words are important, of course. Actions are important. But who you are on the inside is what, is what you influence people with. You know, and when you model this type of life that is generous, that trusts God, that, that faith aspect, it just gets in the drinking water around you. And people that are around about your life, they pick up something. Wow, there's, there's, there's generosity. There's a, there's a trust in something bigger and greater than, than this world. They, they may not be able to you know, clarify that, but there's something around you that you carry this trust and this faith in God. There's something of a spiritual seed that's sown into the kingdom of God when you, when you give that for the parents here that will affect your children. Now, you may sit them down and talk to them about how you give and, you know, you know kids as a family, we're going to give into legacy this way, or you may not, but regardless of whether you do that or not, there is still a seed that's placed in the spiritual realm that makes way for your kids, that makes way for your family, that sets the tone, that sets the spiritual climate around your family, that says, you know what, as a family, we are generous. We are people that trust and, and put God first. And so 
Over these next four weeks, we're going to continue to speak about leaving a legacy in people uh, for God's kingdom. But what I want to do is I want to take a few moments. Yep, give myself some time, so that's helpful. I want to take a few moments to speak practically um, about legacy offering over these next 12 months and, and going forward. So, so if you're here and relatively new with us and unsure what legacy is, let me, let me explain. So each year, like I said, around this time, we present vision to give beyond our, our regular tithes and offerings to see the kingdom of God expand and to see us be able to complete the things that we believe God's placed on our hearts for this church. Our, our regular uh, giving is used to finance what we call our operations budget. So we actually have a budget. It's not just, oh, what came in the bucket this week? All right, okay, we're doing this, we're doing this. No, no, there's actually a yearly planned budget that we work with our finance manager, uh, manager on. And so this covers areas such as programming, ministry, um, you know, kids ministry, youth, all those, all those sorts of things. Covers things like building repayment, upkeep, wages, all the things that are needed to make the church function. That's what happens from our, our regular giving. We, we run a bit of a... Um, uh, a bit of a structure. Sorry, this will, all the nerds will love this. Other people are like, just come on, can you just move on and tell us the, the big picture? But I'll do the nerd one as well. Um, so we run a bit of a structure that uh, separates our finances. We spend approximately 30% on our building. We spend 30% on ministry. That's, you know, very spiritual things like chocolate for youth, you know, all that sort of stuff. That's, that's ministry. That's what ministry costs are. Uh, we spend 30% on our wages. Uh, currently, our staffing is uh, myself as a location pastor on three and a half days. Uh, Emma Ferguson is paid a day a week for administration, and uh, Chris Green is paid a day a week for youth ministry. That's our current staffing. So we spend 30% on that, and then we have a 10% buffer, which is for giving away, uh, take up opportunities that are you know that are placed in front of us. Just you know, who knows that financial buffer is always is always helpful. So that's what. We, that's what we do with our regular giving, uh, specifically then for legacy that goes towards, uh, like I said, vision projects that we believe will take us into our future as a church. And so over the last 12 months, through your generous legacy giving, we've been able to accomplish the, the following projects. So uh, the auditorium expansion, uh, including air conditioning in the new parents' room. So if you're, if you're new with this, there used to be a giant wall up there. There was offices and a parents' room there. It's now there. Uh, we should all be thankful that even though it doesn't feel like it's very cold, trust me, before aircon was in here, it was freezing in here on a, on, on a Sunday morning. So that was completed because of people's generosity in last year's uh, legacy. Also, uh, we gave to uh, Crossroads Church, which was a new church plant in our denomination in Vic Park in Perth. And so we gave money into, into that. Uh, we launched our Elevation Pantry Food and Support Ministry, which is what we've been able to uh, get meals to people uh, during COVID and other times and COVID, uh, COVID packs that have, you know, juice and essential slippers and, you know, medicine stuff and all those, all those things that were chocolate, that's the greatest medicine, all those things in there. Uh, we did more resources into youth, uh, including um, youth basketball ring, um, which once again, sounds very practical, but makes a, makes a big difference. We updated our kids' rooms with new furniture, a stage and resources, and we also um, supported flood victims through uh, elevation uh, in the Tweed Valley in New South Wales um, earlier this year as well. So 
Uh, we did all of those things. Uh, we also have money aside for our outdoor playground, uh, which we're working on. And so to complete that project, we're going to partner that with a, uh, a local community grant, which is currently in the process at the moment. And so um, to give you the raw numbers we had, I think they'll be on the screen as well. Uh, we had $75,690 given into Legacy over the last 12 months. So we should put our hands together. Oh, yeah, it is there. So of that, uh, we still have uh, 8,500 left in our general legacy, which will be part of the, um, uh, the outdoor playground. And also uh, $16,788, we like being detailed in case you didn't know, um, in tax deductible legacy giving. What that means is that uh, part of how we give to legacy can be tax deductible. If it is tax deductible, it means there's certain rules around what that money can be used for, uh, mostly uh, community things and things that help, help people that are disadvantaged um, and also some overseas missions as well. And so I think um, we need to give all glory to God for all that he's done, how he's worked through. Yeah, we can clap again. I It's an incredible effort. Uh, we want to thank, Rachel and I want to thank each and every person who's given and like I said, give all glory to God for his provision. And so for these next 12 months, we're really excited and expectant for God to move through our church in a powerful way. We, we believe that that word that I shared again of, of influence, we want to see this influence of God's spirit all throughout our vision projects that we're doing for Legacy in these next 12 months. So... I want to talk about what, uh, what there's six areas that we want to give to uh, and complete through Legacy. Our first one is this, which will be our... Oh, yeah, no, they're all up together. I knew that. Um, the, so I want to talk about our community quick fit. So we want to spend $30,000 to support um, a local um, community organisation in the city of Mandra. We have many great local support agencies that are doing great work in the Mandra community. And so through Legacy, our heart is to invest with them, not only financially, but also with our time and talent. So just like we've previously completed, so what we call a quick fit, which is a renovation of our um, own facilities. We'll be partnering, we're in talks with a few different organisations, but we'll be partnering with one of these organisations in the community to upgrade their facilities so that they can continue to do their great work and bring hope and love to the city of Mandra. I, I remember uh, last year in September when we were near the end of... Um, near the end of uh, our quick fits, our renovation in here. And we had uh, the guy who was the like sound PA contractor. He'd been in earlier in the week, like on a Monday, and then he was back on the Saturday doing the final, you know, tune stuff and all that, all that sort of thing. And this time he had an offsider with him. And I remember just overhearing him going, he's like, to these other guys, like, oh, you wouldn't believe it. Like last, you know, just four days ago, this place looked like a mess. They were still like framing up there and these guys have done all this and this has all happened and all this ha happened in there. And it was just awesome because, you know, you sit back with a little pride and you're like, you know what, we did that together. And, and I believe there's something, uh, there's something in us as a church. There's obviously skills and abilities and, and a heart to go, you know what, we're just going to do whatever it takes to, to make something happen. And we can take that and, and do that somewhere else. We can, we can make an impact on a great community organisation that, you know, brings hope and love to the community. Also, because most, you know, 
pretty much all these community groups, you know, are, are run by volunteers, you know, volunteers that are there slogging it out, you know, doing the hard yards, bringing encouragement and hope to them, hey, someone backs us, someone believes in us, someone, someone knows what, uh, what we're doing. And so, uh, uh, like I said, through Legacy, uh, that's one of the things that we want to do. Um, production upgrades, um, our mission as a church our mission statement talks about creating environments. And so one of these key environments for us is, is worship and creative production. And so we'll be investing funds to upgrade our production equipment in the areas of like lighting and microphones and drum screens and purchasing new keyboards and acoustic panelling and that, that sort of stuff. Things that, uh, that help to lift... Um, and create the environment in this place where, you know what, it's not about a show, but it's about creating a space that goes, you know what, I, I can come in and I can not be distracted by things, but I can encounter God. I can show the creed, because our God is a creative God. You only have to look outside, look at the, how he's created this world and to bring that creativity uh, to our Sunday services. So we'll be uh, upgrading our production equipment. Uh, Elevation Kids, uh, Elevation Kids program is all about seeing the potential, the God potential on the inside of those uh, primary school age kids just come to the fore and, and, and flourish in every child's life. And so through Legacy, we plan to upgrade our kids' check-in facilities and sounds system and some other infrastructure stuff in there so we can keep uh, speaking life, speaking hope, speaking potential into our young people. Our staff development, we have a committed and passionate staff team with, with the majority of them are volunteering their time. And so through Legacy, our goal is to invest into our team uh, through retreats and gatherings and, and things that we'll do together with other Elevation locations. We have a whole bunch of locations on the East Coast as well. And the thing is, when you invest into people, when you invest into team, those that are leading and at the forefront of what God's doing, it has this ripple effect down into every area. You, you know how you have a great kids ministry? You have great kids ministry leaders that then build team, build people's lives, bring energy, bring creativity. How, how, do, you, how do you build a great youth ministry? It starts with having great youth pastors, which we do, thankfully. Jackie and Chris doing, doing, doing an incredible job. And so we want to invest into our team. And we want to see our team grow as well over the next 12 months, those that are right on the forefront, investing their lives into the church and into the ministry. Um, two more to go. Youth camp. So uh, excited. So uh, young people, not just the future, but they're the now. Right, right now, teenagers. And so we believe that God's moving in a mighty way through our teenagers. And so we're planning a youth camp for uh, 2023, January, uh, that'll impact um, the teenagers of, um, of our denomination in Western Australia, which is not huge. But um, I, I grew up in this denomination, so International Network of Churches, it used to be called Christian Outreach Centre. And I have, I have friends and people that I grew up with that are pastoring churches on the Sunshine Coast that are, you know, in business and law in this place and doing this. And I have these relationships and this connectedness with them. Why? Because we went to youth camps together. Because we spray painted sheep purple. Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned that part. But, you know, because, because, because we had fun and shared experience together. But also because we encountered God together. And so, and so we believe across our state for our denomination, we want to launch a youth camp in January 2023. We want to make it great. And, you know, there still will be a youth camp fee. But um, Rach and I did run... 
fairly large youth camps for a lot of years, and so we know that to make it great, especially at the start, you need some budget, you need funds to, to make that experience amazing. So there's that, that one as well. And the final one is Solomon Islands Bible College. So we have a ministry school in Balasuna, Solomon Islands. It's a training centre for local pastors. Uh, it costs $1,000 for 12 months to put a pastor through training. That, that's all. Seriously. Seriously, that's, that, that's all. And so as a church, our vision is to multiply healthy local churches. What a privilege it'll be to see churches planted, pastors raised, leaders, leaders raised in the, in the Solomon Islands. And, and who knows, in the future, we may have some, uh, some missions trips to Solomon's as well, and you can get your feet on the ground and see what the Ballasuna Ministry Centre is like. And, um, yep, obviously, I know Solomon's in the news at the moment, but we'll just see what happens with that, and then we'll, and then we'll go from there. But you know what? We can sow into these places to make a difference. So... Um, all that being said, maybe as Ben just joins me uh, on the keys as we get ready to wrap up. So our goal, all that together, uh, is 71000 in legacy giving over the next 12 months. And so we're, we're believing that you know, we can all play a part in seeing that happen. If, by the grace of God, we exceed that goal, and we have the last two years, so God's teaching us to you know, think uh, think. More, bigger and, and, think, and think beyond. Uh, the next two things we'll do is we'll uh, upgrade the seating in the auditorium so it's actually all the same colour, not red and some, and some black. Uh, and the other thing is that we will put money aside for a, a church plant, a new elevation church plant in Western Australia somewhere, which we believe is in our future. So who knows where that will be? Probably close-ish to here or within short travelling distance to Mandra, but we believe that that's in it. That's in our future as well. And so you might be thinking, well, what? Okay, that all sounds great. What do we do now? First step is this. Always, always first step is this. Pray. Simply pray. What is God asking? How can you play a part? Maybe here for the first time and you're like, oh, wow, this is pretty full on for my, for my first day. And I, I got to apologise, but I'm not going to apologise because we believe that in humility, this is our plan. This is what we're going to do going forward. We encourage you to get a part of it. If, if you don't want to, that's fine as well. You can still walk through the door. There's no, there's no problem about that. What we ask is, would you seek God for the part that He would have you play? I, I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what your situation is. But I do know that every time I seek God for how, I can, how, sorry, how we can play a part in something like this, I know I've never heard a hey Martin give you know because Martin's my real name so God would probably call me that you know um, you know give this amount I've never heard that big booming voice in heaven like that but I have got this sense of okay I think this is how we can play a part I have got this excited peace as Rach and I have talked together and gone okay what are we going to do this year how are we going to be involved okay we're going to do this all right it's a little bit scary a little bit exciting all at the same time but this is what we feel God has placed on our hearts and so I'd encourage you do the same if you're married talk to your spouse uh, the place of agreement together is the place of power uh, it's not about who thinks this amount who thinks that amount come into agreement and then that's where that's where God moves uh, on your life and on your giving so we'd encourage you um, go away pray uh, take uh, one of these this is a, a legacy card it's got uh, details on the back you'll see out in the foyer 
It's a little uh, legacy um, display there. Grab one of these cards. It's a little double A4 sided that just explains what I just explained. Uh, then, if you're a reader and like to and like to take it home, but pray, ask God how we'd like you to be involved. Second step, once you've prayed and asked God and spoken with your spouse if you're married, I um, encourage you to bring these cards back. Uh, you can fill them out on, on the back here. There's a place where uh, maybe your giving is that you'll make a one-time uh, offering. Uh, maybe like Rach and I, most of the time we, we give uh, over and above uh, on weekly or fortnightly to Legacy. Anyway, all the details are on, are on the back of there. You can just bring these in pop them in the red spots and then we do uh, we do have a um, legacy Sunday like celebration it's the 26th of June yep last Sunday of June just to have that celebration point together to say hey we've you know talked about what we're doing excited for what's happening we've been asking God to speak to us this is what we believe he said let's bring these things back in then see where we're at and see what plans we can make and what we can complete um, in in the months to come. But we believe there is a legacy to be left in people because God has called us to reach Mandra and beyond. Our community needs hope. There's many struggling to survive, slipping through the cracks of the system. And as we support an organisation who's helping week in, week out, we are showing them that we are behind you, that you can do it, that, that, that keep up the good work. We need to keep creating that creative environment for people to experience and, and find God through worship and creativity. We need to continue to update our kids' ministry because families need to find a place of belonging and the power of community and the importance of, of, of seeing their kids filled with the presence of God. And the youth of Mandarin, our state, they need to see a bigger picture. They need to gather together to encounter God in a mighty way and in a unified spot. And we need to reach the world. And if we're doing it in Mandarin, Solomon's, and maybe beyond into other places, who knows, but, but we're just doing our part in God's great big plan. And so this morning, I'd love us to bow our heads in prayer as we come to a close this morning. And I, I'm just going to pray, God, I thank you for every single person here. Lord Jesus, I thank you as we take time to pray and to seek you for how you would like us involved in this. I thank you, Lord, that you speak to hearts, that you speak to lives, Lord God. I thank you that you give us clarity to hear your voice and then a boldness and a courage to step into obedience. Jesus, we thank you right now for your presence and your power in this place. Still praying, maybe just keep your eyes closed and heads bowed. Maybe you're here and you've never taken that moment to step into a relationship with God. We know over 2,000 years ago, Jesus left a legacy in a small group of people, a legacy of self-sacrifice, a legacy of victory over sin and victory over death. And this morning, there's an opportunity for Him to invite you into that legacy. So if you've never made a decision to accept Jesus in your life before and you'd like to, in a moment we're going to pray together. But just before we do that, I'd love you just to lift your hand right where you are. I'll see your hand, know who we're praying with. Then we're going to pray together together as a church. Is there someone like that who wants to lift their hand and respond to Jesus Christ? We thank you right now, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Church, let's pray this prayer together. Would you repeat it after me? Dear Lord Jesus, this morning I give my life to you. From this day forward, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to love you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.